afternoon and welcome to Be Yoga Live with Jenny B. I'm your host, Jenny B, coming to you from Montreal. And I have here with me today, I'm so excited to have Jamie Hernandez joining us today. Um, yeah, there's a lot I could say about Jamie. Usually at the beginning of these shows, I launch into how I know people because up to now it's been people that I, I mostly have some kind of personal connection with. I don't even know what what category I would put Jamie in. For sure we're friends, but Jamie started off as my teacher 10 years ago. Um, I don't know if you even remember that, but it was a birth workshop that I took when I was pregnant with my little girl who just turned 10. Oh yeah, of course I, I remember that. And it was, sure. I, it was in a home. I don't know if it was your home, but it was in a carpeted basement and it was... <laughs> yes. It, it was this magical, you know, when you're pregnant for the first time, it was this magical land that I went into and we were making all these noises. And of course, years later, I would go on to teach all of these noises to other people. Yeah. So I knew Jamie in that context. And then with my second pregnancy, she ended up being being my yoga teacher as well by some weird substitute fluke thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And in Verdun, like in another area of the city, and yeah. then I decided to be a yoga teacher, and that was where I landed as a, as one of Jamie's students. And then we have we have at least ten years of history. We've oh, run yeah. into each other here and there, have many many good conversations. Um, and I think most recently, and the reason that Jamie's here on the show today is that I've seen her pop up in life as this business guru. <laughs> so to go <laughs> to go from prenatal expert, postnatal <laughs> yoga teaching expert to now now watching her with such passion and enthusiasm, coaching people in the wellness industry has been super inspiring. So um, blah, blah, blah about Jamie. I love you <laughs> so much. I'm so happy that you're here joining us. And I was hoping you could just give us a little, a little uh, introduction of yourself and what you're currently up to. Well, you had asked me the question, you know, what got you into yoga? And I made me think, you know, when I was 10 years old, I, uh, our teacher had asked us, like, do an oral presentation on anything you want. So here I am, you know, bright-eyed, 10-year-old in the library, like, okay, what do I do? And I see this book, this kind of very interesting-looking book with a little boy with a dress on. And I started to read it, and it was about men, um, women trapped in men's body who feel like they're trapped in men's body or vice versa. And it was also about near-death experiences. So it was, like, a very, like, interesting <laughs> subject for me and I presented it to the class and you know I think when you're 10 you really just present with your honesty and you just whatever you read right so it's like you know people were talking about you know how they had these near-death experiences and they were like all of a sudden a butterfly that turned into a flower that turned into light and I just you know I just talked about that to my grade four class right <laughs> And so, I mean, I'm thinking about that now, like thinking about that topic, these topics now. And my teacher even asked me, like, do you want to present that to like the school? And there was part of me that was like, I'm not sure if they're going to like receive this very like esoteric out there subject. So um, I guess all that to say is that I've always been interested in human evolution, the complexity <laughs> of human and soul, like since I was like, I think it's all, all that to say it's always been a little bit weird. That's what I yeah, was going to say. Exactly. Gonna take from exactly. That. <laughs> so, and I mean, and now like you're saying, okay, this big business girl. It, it, the other thing that I've always been interested in is, is entrepreneurship and yoga. Like those have been my two things, but I was always a little bit um, 
I have to say, like a little bit ashamed of, of the, the business side because I would sometimes like express myself to my peers, right? Unraveling the money shape, right? And I would sort of get this sense of like, oh, you know, you know, what you're doing is not about making money. It's not about like, you know, marketing. It's not about any of that stuff. And I, I got that, but I also, it was also my inner truth. I'm like, but I'm so nerdy about it. Like, I love, I love, you know, you know me, like this deep, cathartic spiritual work, but I also love the entrepreneur side of things because you really can create whatever you want. So that's what's exciting to me about it. And that's why I finally got over my own kind of like insecurities and say, well, you know what? I'm going to talk about yoga and business and too bad. <laughs> like, that's just what I what I'm excited about and so. see and that's not that is not something that's new and I remember when I was taking I can't remember what I was learning from you but we did a number of private uh, private instruction in your home I remember sitting there and you'd be making breakfast <laughs> and chatting and it was I, I had I guess kind of already been teaching yoga by this point um, and uh, we, were, we were looking at some thing on your fridge. You had some kind of thing. And anyway, it was it, even though I had been teaching yoga for some time, these ideas of manifestation, co-creation, vibration were all very foreign to me. And I think you might have, you either introduced me to Louise Hay or Abraham Hicks or both. I'm not sure where, where you were in that time, but, but you were talking about, about basically manifesting whatever the hell you wanted. And I remember kind of looking at you like, <laughs> What is she talking about? So now I get it. Now I get it. I'm actually pretty good at it. But at that yes. time, however many years ago, it's like, what vibration? Like, what? Yeah, was it the word vibration? It was some, you know, and like, it, it, I think this happens that when you have a teacher, it's, it's, um, you might not really understand what they're talking about at the time. <laughs> and I had that experience in your kitchen. I don't remember what, I think it was about teacher training. You were manifesting a certain amount of students or something. Now, my friend and Mika and I do this with our hypnobirthing. We, we, we said how many people we wanted. That amount of people is in our class, you yes. know? But at the time I was like, what is Jamie on about? So I'm willing to bet that this this conversation about unraveling money shame might be another one of those moments where I'm like, all right, what is he on about? So why don't you why don't you if you could tell us what do you mean by by money shame and uh, and what have you kind of noticed? You gave us a little example a moment ago of like, you know, people maybe criticizing you for wanting to manifest those things in your life. How how dare you want to have stuff, right? You should be a poor yoga teacher. That's what I'm understanding is, is kind of the general vibe, right? You should, you know, so yeah. yeah. What kind of people have you come across in, in these last little while in, in their their assumptions or approaches? Well, well, one, I think everything that's happening within you manifests outside of you. So whatever shame I have in me, which I, I still have, is going to be a manifestation outside of me. So anybody vibing in that in that same kind of frequency is going to be my mirror, right? So my own shame is always going to be somebody else, maybe me feeling judged, but any any judgment is self-judgment, right? So I think it just, it allows me to see where I'm at. And um, I think, you know, I think that's just the, the way it works. And I think it's an opportunity for us to really like, oh, okay. So this made me feel uncomfortable. I felt, I felt judged, which really is a sense of inner judgment, right? And so 
it, it made me really look deeper into myself about it because, you know, I wanted to really face that part of me that um, felt like uh, I wasn't allowed or I didn't have permission or I shouldn't be like, you know, into entrepreneurship or marketing or making money or wanting to expand and have this big dream, you know, whatever that looks like for me. Um, so I think it was a lot about learning how to give myself permission to really own what, what it is that's true for me. And I think for everybody else, it should be the same thing where it's like they, they, everybody has their own inner truth, you know? And so the more you just allow yourself to have that truth, you're going to find people who may be friction against that. You might find people who align with that. And it's all good because again, I feel like it's, it's all, we are all kind of, we're just manifesting that reality anyway from, from within. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I'm wondering what are, what are some, and this is a little personal, but this is fun. This is what this show is about. What yeah. are some of the things that you might have, uh, the things or experiences that you might have wanted that you, you found yourself being judged by other people for wanting them. Uh, can I, I'm going to throw this. I need to buy a friggin' car and you know what? I need the car for lots of reasons. Yeah. And I put up on Facebook that I want to buy a car yeah. and, um, yeah. I, I want to buy a car and uh, does anybody have any advice? And of course you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you go on Facebook looking for advice on such a controversial <laughs> subject as wanting to buy a car. Because I'm a yoga teacher, what do I need a car for? So there was some judgment, there was some great advice by, by other people who actually have you know opinions and who own cars. Um, but I felt, I already felt embarrassed about it and already felt shameful about it for environmental reasons, for, for whatever. So I, anyway, why am I saying all this? I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering what are some of the things that you wanted or experiences you wanted to have and you were met by that same kind of like, well, Jamie, you shouldn't want a car because you're a yoga teacher. Or, Jamie, you shouldn't want to own a condo because you're a yoga teacher. Um, I think what I was hoping for, especially because I don't really share like my big vision dreams with just anybody. Um, I do share them with my close friends. So you know, I think that that hits your, 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 I guess what you call ego a little bit more your, and your, also your wounds a little bit more when you share it with somebody who you trust and then you sort of get this like, you know, you know, what you're doing is not about that, you know, kind of that, that resistance. Mm -hmm. And I guess in the moment it, it triggers you, right? Because what happens and what my experience is, what happens is that when we were younger, because you know, we weren't born um, in this world, and you know this because we work with babies, like not allowed. We weren't born with not enough. We weren't born with, I'm not allowed to ask for what I want. We weren't born with, there's not enough, right? Babies, it's like, you better give me what I want now and I'm gonna rah, like scream about it until I get it. And so there's no, there's no shame. There's no like, oh my gosh, you're selfish and greedy kid because you want <laughs> some milk, like you, you, you come into this world saying, oh, this is what I want, you know, and yeah. you come into that place, a very expansive place, and you, you're hoping to receive that same vibration. But again, I think it's an opportunity, right? It's like you, you get, you want the same vibration, but at the same time, I think it shows you also, it mirrors where you're at with it. Because if you feel judged, there's part, what I've learned is that there's part of that judgment that is still there, that somebody along the line gave you the message that you weren't allowed 
you aren't allowed to want more than what you have. You're not allowed to ask for more. You're not allowed to be bigger than just this, you know? So there's a, a real sense of, um, yeah, just not allowedness, not enoughness, not wow. permitting. And I think when somebody kind of, kind of throws it back or projects it back, or you're projecting, you're both projecting, it's your opportunity to see like, oh, okay, this is, it's still living in me because it's almost like that message that wasn't yours to begin with, with you, you relive it in your body. Your, your body literally feels like, oh, I got to be small again. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about what, what I like, right? Uh, oh, and your energy literally like, okay, I'm going to get small again. So you almost like relive the trauma over again. And it seems so real at the time in the moment, but really it's just that same trauma from way back when that is being triggered again. And again, it's like another opportunity to say life is like, okay, here, let me, let's just show this to you again so that you can face it, you know, because that's what spiritual work is about that, right? It's not about just like, whoo, it's, it's um, like, shit, like, let's look. Hopefully, at it. hopefully it is. Yeah. I sometimes feel, yeah. I, I sometimes wonder what people are up to, but um, is, could it be something as simple, like, are you guiding uh, clients or students through, um, just when you're talking there, I'm thinking about the way that our parents speak about money as we're growing up, like, this is a, must be a very big part of whether whether we're blocked on, uh, you know, like, oh, if uh, oh, I spent so much money on that, and now, you know, like, what whatever our parents' attitudes were toward money, of course, we, we hear them, we hear if there's a lack, we hear if there's an abundance, and I've always been pretty aware of that and um I mean I'm a yoga teacher how much money do I have but <laughs> and that's a separate conversation but and that's um, also a collective consciousness it right? definitely is but I I don't <clears throat> want my kids and they're not poor and I I'm I'm not poor and I've never been poor there's everything is relative right and I try to I try to make that obvious for them that they're they look at like you know family members houses who live in big houses in the suburbs with you know, uh, 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 two two or three floors and, and a couple of cars, and they look at that like, oh wow! And I, I try to make them realize that actually you are quite rich. Whether you know yes. you do live in an apartment with three bedrooms yes. in Montreal, you're actually quite rich in the grand scheme of things. I never yes. want them to to hold that kind of uh, uh, feeling of lack because I actually don't feel in lack at the moment. So yes. anyway, all that to say, is this the kind of thing that you're working through with, with students that are now adults who have maybe took on what their parents were saying, whether it was true or not? And Yeah, and exactly. That in? Yeah, exactly. Like the first thing we do is we look at that. Because one, the way it surfaces is, is a trigger. If you have chronic triggering kind of emotions, anger, frustration, that's kind of like the superficial of your deep core wound. So the very first thing we do is we clear the physical body. Like I said, it's like we have a, literally like a, a posture, right, of, of, of how we feel when we are kind of uh, contracted or want to feel small. We literally have something going on in our mind, right? We have a story and our mind needs to have sort of this rationale to what's happening. So like I'll give you an example. We had one of our clients and her parents used to fight a lot, right? And often fight about her and so her body would kind of want to like go into the shadows and her mind was like oh her, her baby mind right was like oh, okay well maybe if i wasn't here nobody would fight that was her story mm -hmm. right and energetically literally we looked at her chakras and they were literally oh, like pushed to the back so she literally anytime she felt conflict 
in anything, in her business, in her relationship with people on the street, she would feel that like, oh, I want to disappear. Oh, I want to numb out. Ooh, you know, okay, I shouldn't be here. And then oh, punch in the gut feeling. Like she would literally relive that over and over again. And when we kind of made the, the, the relationship between that and her relationships, her business, it's like, it was like, oh my God, I don't even, I didn't even realize like, oh my God, I'm living this over and over and over and over again. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And what are, what would you say are some of the reasons that those of us who are who are consider themselves I like the term spiritual entrepreneur I'm not sure that I owned it um, I like it a lot it, it could mean a lot of different things it doesn't mm -hmm. mean just teaching yoga um, but what are some of some other examples that you see uh, or reasons that you can come up with that we might have shame around money. Um fundamentally uh and i know i keep on repeating the same thing but fundamentally the reasons is somebody somebody who was taking care of us at a very mm -hmm. often a very young age because you know when you're young if your mom says hey your hair is too curly you probably spend a lot of time trying to straighten it. you're like okay whatever mom or dad or whoever says grandma says my mom right. just straightened it she just straightened it for me jamie with an <gasps> iron see? that's all <laughs> right so she almost just did it for you and that probably gave you some kind of subconscious message that oh my god i have to put it like back or whatever for the longest time until you're like okay let it be free and curly and like wild right so it's like we have these unconscious the re people have shame around money because there's an unconscious uh, message that told them they weren't allowed. And it, at, when money is just a symbol. So that's the other thing I want to kind of make clear here. Money is just a symbol of like, you know, freedom, of joy, of space, of abundance, of a certain type of feeling, right? Of time, right? And so if you were always kind of being, uh, let's say, scolded for not being fast enough or uh, not being smart enough or, you know, being so you're always messing everything up or that's like a, a scarcity. Like you're not the message, the overall message is you're not enough. And so money is really just a symbol. You know, we live in a 3D world, but in the way I see things and experience things, I feel like we actually, this is an infinite world. And so we as human beings come down on earth to experience finite. Like what does it mean to have a beginning and an end? But in reality, there's no beginning and end. But because sometimes as human beings, we come into this world and it really feels so real, right? There is, there is a beginning and their end and we do feel it. Like that's, I think that's the strength of being human is that we deeply feel pain we feel it so viscerally it hurts and i think when you're an etheric being you don't necessarily have that visceral kind of like you know hurt and so this experience of and that's all i think really what we're trying to do here is to experience like what is it to have a beginning and, and what is it to have like and so what happens i think sometimes is we identify with we are this in this box and it is it has a beginning and an end i make this much money and this is what it is when really the the number is just a number because we in reality everything is infinite and that's what i use as a i use money because it's such a you know it's such a touchy subject 
and it's very it's a very practical thing we need but at the same time sometimes what happens is we over identify with what our limits are when we are limitless beings and so when you break that when you break somebody's paradigm of what they feel that they can earn what are they worth you know and you break that like oh actually there is i don't even have an actual like numerical value really because i'm an infinite being and so you start to expand your ability to to think outside of what you have identified with or what you have been told collectively as a citizen as you know from a family unit so it can be a, a super powerful thing checking my a super powerful thing for people to to almost break the the identity that they were almost given right and a lot of us are given a box and like like you said as a yogi we're this bohemian we have to serve and we have to love and we have to just give for free but we also have expansive like visions and i think that expansive vision is hard to hear when we have that that core wound that conis, con, constantly like, is is like our our lens that we don't necessarily even realize we're seeing from right and so trying, yeah mm -hmm. please I'm trying to understand what it is for those of us who are in helping professions like or in again we'll go back to the spiritual entrepreneurship because yeah. someone who is a nurse or a doctor mm, is mm. helping yeah but I don't know there's too many doctors feeling bad about the amount of money they're making mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean like what 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 is what is that like we if you if you really take the power that we both know yoga has and and how we're literally changing lives for the better we i'm are. having a ha i'm having an aha moment jamie yeah. and everybody watching yeah. it happened i got yeah. it i got it i knew i knew i would get it but you understand my question like what what the hell is that about like if a doctor or a nurse and i like nurses in the time of covid like god bless you it's not it's not what i mean but i'm, I'm thinking there aren't too many doctors who are experiencing money shame and not so, to boo-boo doctors. Not this is the thing that I think that I have found myself doing. My kids see Jeff Bezos as the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Like my kids, my kids see, thanks to their mom, Jeff Bezos as, and I kind of do too. I think there's got to be some kind of line somewhere, and he's crossed it. And I think that I think where I have an issue with making lots of money is when you're exploiting other people, and that's that's the category that I see that in. So I'm, I'm raising my kids probably with some kind of money story that they'll have to, you know, unpack in a number of years that includes Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and so, again, because money is just a symbol and it also exposes more of who you are. So, like, I, we're talking, like, if me and you had 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, what we would do with it, and let's say we, and I give this example, like if we were to go to lunch together, we'd probably like, dude, let's put our like 20 bucks together so we can get a whole bunch of like stuff. It, it only expands who you are. So it's not the amount, it's the intention behind it. Mm. 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 And it's what you're committed to, right? So I don't think the amount should be judged. I, should, I don't think we should say, oh my God, you can only earn this much, right? And what you, to answer your question, like, where does it come from? It comes from people saying, well, doctors 
it's a collective conscious, right? Doctors make a lot of money. Uh, yoga teachers are these poor bohemians, right? Like it's it's a paradigm that we have subscribed to and say, and and that's what for me with the, the entrepreneurship is like, I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Like, <laughs> I really do feel like I can make millions. And I know in my heart of hearts with my intention, like that is going to be an expansive tool for myself, my family, and everybody who comes into my vortex, into my life, because then I can also break their paradigm and say, oh my God, I, I can do that too. I'm not saying you, you have to want a million dollars, but if that's in your truth, is that in your truth of really hearing, like I said, like when you, you start to clear your, your physical, your mental, your energy, and you actually hear that, because often when we hear like our soul, it's like, what, huh? What would you just say universe? Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but it helps us not see through that lens anymore. And like, oh, okay, let me receive. Cause the, the universe is going to give you an infinite expansive possibility of possibilities. And you get out of the, oh my gosh, this is a problem. I, I only earned this much to, oh, wait a minute. What is the possibility? And I would think though coming coming back to intention though, like just the desire for a million dollars falls a little flat. But if there's something underneath that desire for a million dollars, for example, a, a, a cottage in the Laurentians where you could go and, and have a better quality of life, I imagine manifesting that money is a little bit more easy or a little bit more fluid than wanting a million dollars for the sake of wanting a million dollars. Well, what I've noticed is when you try to manifest from that place of what in the yoga world, what we call ego, which means that place of I, I'm, I'm either too small or I'm too big. It's either one of those things or that those um, feelings of lack, those feelings of resentment, those feelings of anger, those feelings of frustration. What life will do is it will give you um, sort of like an opportunity to see that. And then when you kind of allow yourself, you, 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 oh my gosh, okay, wow. It's like, I, wow, I judge every single person with money because the interesting thing is I've noticed even people who are privileged are sometimes afraid of the stigma that they will get from having so much money. I, I've heard this also in the community who are, they almost like they dress down because mm -hmm. they don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want my yogi friends to think like I'm this, right? Like whatever, privileged person. And, but it's like, that's also shame, mm -hmm. right? So the one, I think I, I, whatever people want, they should want what they want. But those two places, when it comes from that place of lack, from resentment, from that, those places, life will give you an opportunity to see that in yourself. And then when you start to release those things, then it will give you it more from a place when you're kind of working from that place where your mind is clear and your heart is, you're, you're going from your heart. So if it's really from that kind of like uh, truthful desire, then the manifestation, whatever it is, because it's not, it's not the thing, right? You're allowed to what, want, you, what, want what you want. Like, okay, I'm just telling it, everybody who's listening to the podcast, you're allowed to want whatever the F you want. But what what it's it's going to show you is your intention behind it you see so 
there shouldn't be any judgment of what it, what, you know, whatever it is you want, you can want it. It's okay. But when it comes really from that place of your heart, I think that's when there's going to be less um, of that part in you that's rubbing up against your face, kind of life trying to say, hey, yeah, you want that, but let's, let me just show you this. Otherwise, it's going to be hard for you to receive it in a place of abundance because you can win a million, me and you can win a million dollars tomorrow, but if we're both in lack, that is going to be gone in like two seconds because we haven't learned how to, and I'm just hypothetically speaking, we haven't learned how to really live in abundance of appreciation of all. Like, holy, mm. like, oh my God, did this like what happened? Like in that place where we were born into, like if you see children and they find like a, you know, this, this, random thing and they get so excited like oh my God, look at that like it, you know when we can live from that place that's where it becomes expansive and more uh i'd say sustainable if, if this is making sense it's making it's all it's all making perfect sense i mean i'm just thinking of it is a magnet right i you have you have a shitty day and the shit just keeps rolling in you have yeah. a great day excuse me the sun is shining this is the best day ever right and you smile yes. at people on the street and it's just you're just a magnet for goodness or you're a magnet for shit you can't really be in a in a <laughs> in a bad mood for too long and be bowled over by all this good stuff i think we've all had good and bad days lately but it's uh and what i'm hearing from you is that you know the the living uh in a place of gratitude in the day-to-day -day can then also translate into being a money magnet if you will well it it's a byproduct of abundance right when you are in the frequency and not this postured frequency okay because i see that also a lot too and i'm up i'm guilty of it the only reason why i see things is because it, it happened in me right where it's like um yes i'm a yogi and i'm detached and i don't want anything and it, it like uh, oh, or I'm very like calm and joyful, but really like all of a sudden somebody uh, looks you the wrong and you're like, oh, what's up with you? Like, you know, like, so it's, it's not that postured role that you're playing. It's, it really is the frequency that you're living in, right? So like there is, there is that nuance of, of like, are you really you can't fake, you can't fake the frequency you can't you can you can have a facade you can you can. you can look like you can wear your lululemon right <laughs> right you can go smoke a pack of cigarettes in the back and nobody saw you do it but are you meditating from time to time and, and the thing is, <laughs> even if you're smoking a pack of cigarettes even if you're shitty if, even if you like you know you know give the figure to somebody that <laughs> cut you off like can you in that moment still hold yourself with so much tenderness and love you know because that's we're we're human beings with both we have our like ugly whatever you want to call it that side of well us. we can call it shadow side right and this is a big part for from what i understand this has to be a big part of spiritual work i think there's a lot in the community of you said postured and i just think i just think of this facade of like Oh, light and love, and like we all right? know these stereotypical. But Jamie and I will fucking swear up a storm when we're talking. You know, having I don't well, having a glass of tea. I don't think we've ever drunk together. But but um, yeah, you know, it's a there there's lightness and dark in and in everything, including your friendly neighborhood yoga teacher. <laughs> and the, and the thing is, the beauty of our relationship is we show up as ourselves. 
right? It's like, if we're, we're in a shitty mood, we're like, dude, I'm not feeling this. And like, that's the truth. And it's like, to be able, and again, it's not from a postured place, but if we have allowed ourselves enough time in our own frequency, we're like, okay, okay, babe, like, let me just give you a hug. Like, what's, what's up? Like, just come right here. Tell me all the, all the, all the shitty give it to me I'm, i i can it, sound, it. it sounds very very familiar it sounds like maybe you and i might have had an experience thank you for that by the way thank you i was in a shit mood the other day and jamie got stuck talking to me so thanks i i hung my head but i knew you didn't judge me for it we've all been there it's all good <laughs> that's all, and that's the beauty of it like that's the beauty is that you had enough trust in me mm-hmm. to show up really as yourself it's it. Had you been a stranger, there's no, you would have got the facade. You would have got yeah. the, the, the thing we have to do when, when we're right. not. Uh, right. Yeah. And it was so, it was so healing. I find it was so good mm-hmm. that you were like, this is really how I feel right now. And it's like, great. It's true. Thank Bring you. It. Because I, I wish, I wish everybody has people like that in their life. Cause there's, there's a precious few people that see the real Jenny B. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think that's true for everybody. There's a, yeah. there is a precious few and the, the real question is, can you see yourself, you know, in those times where you're, you, whatever you want to call it, like, can you really see it? And again, of course, the first time you see your shit, you're like, oh, like, oh, no, like, go away. Like, ah, are you, you, you judge yourself. All kinds, there's a whole, like, pattern where first you don't, you're just looking through the pattern. Second, you look at it, you're like, oh, boy, okay, um, no, you're not, like, it's, I find it's very interesting. I find this, this, that part where we're, we're seeing something that is not so pretty about ourselves. Um, a lot of people in the spiritual community, I'm going to call it out. Like we, we, we call it detachment, but really it's a numbing because it's like, and, 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 um, no judgment because sometimes things have, are so painful, right? We, we've, experienced things that were so traumatic that we have to, that was our defense. We had to numb out, right? But at a certain point, the only kind of way of, of actually really healing is to, to when you're ready, because there's always a readiness to start to get closer to that, that, that deeper pain, that you realize actually, and what I've realized, it's actually a gift, right? It's like this gift, and the way I see it energetically, it's like this gift, this fuse mm. that's been building and it's like, Ugh. and you feel like, oh, why do I have this stupid thing? And Ugh, I want it just to go away because I just want to be a spiritual person. <laughs> and then you realize, mm. you start to see like, oh my gosh, first of all, as a young kid, I was actually super infinitely powerful to be able to take all of that crap, right? And hold it, hold it with such love and grace. Because you know children, right? Even if mommy, daddy, or whatever is not so so nice, we will still love. And so you 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 take that thing, and then when you start to realize it's actually a jewel in disguise, and it it, it becomes this gift. I just saw a meme a meme on Facebook. Bhaskar Goswami, who was the mm-hmm. first guest that ever came on this show, and it was a photo of Lauren Hill. And the quote was something like, don't be a hard rock, you're a gem. Yes. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> and it's so funny because I, he's in my mind right now. It's so funny mm. that you're talking about him because 
I know that he was also one of your first guests, so it's like uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's that's it. when like, you said that that holding that holding there, and I think too, you where it's just this whole conversation has been about shame and about about money shame, but we see how it. I mean, it's there in everyday life, whether it's yeah. because we flipped the bird to somebody or you know got bitchy with a friend. <laughs> The shame is there, so how can we then how can we then laugh about it and be more light about it and and, and move on, right? Right. And um, I also think we have to be ready and wanting and willing. Not that everybody has to to kind of go past the superficial maintenance because when we practice yoga, like breathe in, breathe out, we have like a high afterwards and like, whoa, that was great. But if we're not really getting to the deep surface, that chronic thing is always gonna show up. And it's gonna continue to say, hey, 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 remember, remember? <laughs> and there's like no way of getting around it until you're like, okay, all right, show me what you got, you know? And, and, then, and then that's true liberation because you start to allow even that part of you to be free, right? Mm -hmm. Like that part of you that had all of that shame, all of that guilt, all of that blame, all of that trauma, that part of you can also just be free like you can she or he can be like yes you you you're free to be to be really wow thank you jamie i'm so so happy that we like this time this was such a good uh a good, we didn't know after that conversation the other night we didn't know how this would go but i think it turned out for the best for everybody I'm wondering, yeah. uh, can you can you uh, tell people where they can find you and sort of some of your your offerings at the moment in on this subject? So the best place to find me is in my Facebook group, the Discipline of Business and Yoga, because I give a free training every single uh, week, one hour training, and it's it's very much like the way we are talking now. It, I, I, I'm not a what's the word small talker like you know we get deep <laughs> and we talk we, we do real talk right so if you want a place where and i call it a vortex right if you want a vortex where you really can voice you know your struggles voice you know your inner truth voice like oh my gosh i want to be expansive all of that you can come into this safe place and be you because that's ultimately like Again, another natural byproduct. Abundance is a natural byproduct when you really are allowing yourself to be who you, who you are. And like, what the heck does that mean anyway? But that's what I think. That's what we're all trying to figure out, right? <laughs> but that that's what my intention is in that group is to do that. And so I offer, I teach clients, and I call them spiritual entrepreneurs to. Um, we, we heal our deep-rooted traumas. And when we do that, when that clearing starts to happen and when we have that in our toolkit, then naturally whatever it is you want to offer to the world starts to come more clear because you're actually, yeah. there's not like this shame of like, oh, is that too big? Is that too much? Is that, oh my gosh. You're like, oh, okay. That, you start to clear your, your body, clear your mind, clear your energy. And then that message from your soul starts to come in louder and clearer. And then slowly and slowly you start to release that and then you start to allow yourself to take action on it because mm -hmm. you're in a place where you're allowed and that's what that group is like you're allowed to want what you want and to be who you are oh sold <laughs> and it's open to anybody who wants to join what is the yeah. what is the process of joining it sounds great 
you click on the discipline of Yo uh, business and yoga Facebook group. We'll we'll link down to the bottom. Yeah, yeah we'll link down yeah. so people see it. So, and yeah. wonderful, good. Thank you so much, Jamie. I look forward to seeing you. Uh, there was a time where we saw much more of each other in person, right? I look forward to it again, hopefully soon, hopefully in the sunshine. Thank and, you so uh, much, Annette. And I really do appreciate you. I thank you so much. I really appreciate our friendship and mm -hmm. I love everything that you are. So, yes, I, I, think, I hope to continue this connection, whether it's on these yeah, man, Where I'll be in your are. group. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to your business group. I'm yeah. sold. It sounds fun. I'll see you there. All right. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye.